thing because in the in the thumbnail <laughs> it looks like um, we have no real legs. So, yeah. so if you we were buddies, on our knees, yes, yes, we're in kneeling the in the boat. Mini boat. It, oh, yeah, okay. Rachel, back up. I appreciate Rachel's comedic timing. Yet, yeah, look, <laughs> it looks like we have like stubs for legs. Like yes. nothing's there. <laughs> it's That's just, just our not waist. not exactly proportionate. <laughs> That's all. So we're it's super a thumbnail, excited. guys. I tried my it best, is, you okay? You did good. You did good. You did well, buddy. <laughs> we're excited to have you on with us today. Thanks for being here. We want to know who is on. Also, our proportions look super special right here, too. Yeah, aren't they? We're just so <laughs> interestingly stacked I don't know today. what's going on. Can you scoot up a little bit? I'm going to... I'm just going to so shrink little. down a lot. <laughs> 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 here, I, I came down a little bit just so it's better. Thanks. Uh, here, I, I can sit with like, my leg. Hello, guys. You know, what's weird? there are some technical things that go into putting a broadcast on. Mm. And... Um, Having chairs that are all the same height. It's a little bit of a challenge with, <laughs> with the variation in height of the people who are on set on a regular occasion. And uh, I am a giant. That's I don't, really what I don't measure here. up is what's happening here. Marky says, y'all are making it hard for me to get the camera right. <laughs> oh, sorry, Marky. Mark it. Come on. You'll figure it out. You can do it. You'll figure it out. It'll be all right. Mark it is Kevin's new favorite thing that's oh, come like in the that. broadcast recently. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> it never is. So we're excited to have you on with us. We want to know who's on with us right now. So go ahead, comment, put some hands in there. We want to know who we're talking to, who we're yeah. hanging out with. Some Rachel, if you'll do me a favor, I'm now talking to our person. Will you go ahead and refresh the chat for me so that way we can see how many people are on? I like to have an idea so we know who's watching. Mm -hmm. We love you. We're excited to be on with you today. We are talking about how to not sink your ship. Um, this is actually a truth talk title that Marky and Abby is it did. Really? But wow. today, but, but actually, our title is "How to Not Sink Your Boat." Boat. Oh. So. But you said ships over there. So I did. Out of your spirit came ships. That's that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's kind of like how to how to win battleship, basically, like how to not get sunk. Yeah. How to win battleship? Don't put any boats. <laughs> don't put any ships on the board. How? Oh, miss. Oh, you missed. So how, basically how to cheat? No, that's not what we're encouraging. I was, I was thinking that same, I'm like, I'd never play that game with you now. <laughs> I tried to win it with him for sure. That's, did you? Huh? That's I, I've done it once and I, and I won. That's like the Kobayashi and Maru like, in Star and, and, Trek. And the guy he I was came up with, with a totally different way to play. <laughs> yeah, the guy I was playing with was like, why am I never hitting anything? And then he looks over and there's nothing on it. I'm and like, then he never played a game with you yep, ever done. again. He didn't. <laughs> Smart man. Kevin's watching from Albemarle. Kelly is watching from Rochester. It's so good to have you on. Lisa. Lisa. We, we love Lisa. you. Prilla is here. So today we are, as we said, we're talking about how to not sink your ships. Mm. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of things we could have titled this. We had a variety mm. of them. But basically, today, we are talking about how to make sure that you don't get sunk. Mm. You know, thinking of it in the game of Battleship, unless you're playing with Bunny, uh, you have <laughs> people who are trying to make your ships yeah. sink. Yeah. And we want to help you evade all of those like fiery darts that are trying to be sent mm -hmm. toward your ship. We want to make it so that way you win honestly, not, yeah. not like Buddy was right. just suggesting to you. Don't do it that way. Don't do it that way. <laughs> Kevin says, don't have loose lips because yeah. loose lips sink ships. Good point. That is a good point. 
And those are torpedoes, by the way, the fiery darts. Pew, 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 pew. That's what sound they make. Finger guns. We haven't done finger guns much this week, guys. Back on it. Coming back. Sorry, Just guys. Buddy. Sorry, the people <laughs> loved it. Remember, they beat Buddy. Sorry, Buddy. Buddy has some feelings Kevin, about did you them. love it? I was there. I was part of it. So he was I part of kinda it. I kind of had to love it because I was you participating. You had to, but did you actually? I thought it was a little goofy, but it's okay. We have fun here. We have someone whose name is now Market. Market, so. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Have a good sense of humor, people. That's another way to <laughs> not sink your ship or boat or whatever you're floating around in. It's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I like that on yeah. that, Buddy and I both just reached for yep. the Bible. We're yeah. Like, let's, we're done let's get into so this. For that. <laughs> Moving on. But, we um, love you guys. We're here for you. No, but one of the things, though, um, that that makes this an important topic that we're going to be talking about is, like you were saying, the enemy wants to ensure that we don't make it to the other side. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I'm thinking about, um, you know, when Jesus said, let's go to the other side, and they get in the boat, and they're on their way over, and then this big storm comes up. Right. And, and this storm is, like, everyone's freaking out. Why? Because the enemy's trying to sink the boat. The enemy doesn't want them to get to the other side because mm -hmm. when they get to the other side, there's a man on the other side possessed by, you know, a legion of demons that they're getting ready to reach. Mm -hmm. That man's not just going to get freed, but he's also going to go and declare the word of God yeah. to, right. to 10 cities and yes. people are going to come to Jesus. Yes. So the enemy doesn't want them to get to the other side, but Jesus had a word from God. We're getting to the other side. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Jesus is napping. Everyone else is freaking out. And when Jesus gets up, he rebukes the storm, which is evidence that the storm wasn't from God. Yeah. Because Jesus doesn't rebuke himself. Right. Jesus doesn't rebuke God. Like a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Right. You know, so when the enemy starts coming at us with different things, it's, mm -hmm. not, it's not a time for us to be like, oh, well, you know, God's really doing No. It's time for us to stand up and, and rebuke that storm. But the, en the enemy wants to ensure that we don't get to the other side. He wants to ensure that we give up halfway through. He wants to ensure that we don't, we don't continue on because he doesn't want us to finish. Yeah. He doesn't want us to finish our race. He doesn't want us to fulfill our calling. And so it's important for us not to sink. Yeah. Mm -hmm. George wants me to know that that's not how torpedoes sound. The pew, 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 pew. So that's my husband okay, telling me George. that don't, don't make that sound for torpedoes. <laughs> they don't sound like blasters from Star Wars. Yeah, they didn't uh, sound that way. Okay. <laughs> but you know, this morning I was I was kind of talking to you guys about it before. I was I've been reading through 1 Corinthians this week and as I finished the book today, you know, Paul's been talking to the church of Corinth, giving them instruction after instruction this whole time, and one of the very last things that he says in the whole first letter that he wrote to them was be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong and let all that you do be done in love. So yeah. that doesn't just sound like, okay, well, you know, you have a good yeah. day. Like yeah. just blessings be like just peace. And like, yeah. I mean, he prayed for peace over them, but he says, be on the alert, mm -hmm. stand firm, yeah. act like men, be strong. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be times where, attacks come, whether, you know, we've opened the door to them or the enemy's just being a jerk or whatever mm -hmm. it is, there's going to be stuff that we have to go through. You know, Buddy and I were talking about that on um, Monday, Tuesday, whichever day. When we, we've talked about it multiple times. It's really what a lot of the broadcast has been, has been how to go through 
there's going to be stuff that comes, but when it comes, we don't just roll over and yeah. play dead. Like we're not, we're not a whipping post for the enemy. We're to stand firm. Right. We're to be steadfast. Yeah. So when those torpedoes come, when those fiery darts come, the word says, let every fiery dart be quenched. Mm-hmm. The word is our weapon. And when that stuff comes, you know, it's kind of like when um, you're put in the situation, you find out if you're like fight or flight, <laughs> which yeah. way you go. This is not like in this situation, what Paul's saying is don't be running. Don't run when things come. Don't yeah. run when it feels hard. Stand firm. Right. Stand firm. Be steadfast. Steadfast. Immovable. Stand yeah. firm. So you don't let your ship get sunk by standing firm when the Lord has told us to stand firm. Amen. 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 Um, well, <laughs> Kevin's doing his anointed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that happens, but but uh, there, so there's another verse uh, in First Corinthians, First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's look at First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. Yep. Uh, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory yeah. through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then right after he says, therefore, so because God gives us the victory through Jesus, he says, therefore, my beloved brethren. Be steadfast, immovable, uh, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work. So he's literally saying, because you have the revelation that God is giving you the victory, because you recognize victory belongs to me, that's when you can stand in the face of, of situations like you were saying. Be steadfast, not run away, not shrink back. No, uh, I'm going to stand firm and I'm going to be immovable because I recognize if greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Right. Yeah. You know, I can stand a- immovable because I recognize I'm, I'm fighting from a position of victory. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's the Lord constantly encouraging us to keep moving forward, keep, yeah. keep drawing closer to him, keep doing what he's called us to do. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking this morning in First um, Timothy chapter four, where Paul is talking to Timothy about this very thing. You know about yeah. stick with it, keep keep going in the right direction. Verse yeah. um, ten says, "For it is this we labor and strive, because we have fixed our hope on the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of believers." Yeah. So that's the motivation behind it. And verse 14, do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. Mm -hmm. Take pains with these things, be absorbed in them so that your progress will be evident to all. Mm -hmm. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do, this will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. Mm It's, it's not just for us, but it's important. It's maturing. It's growing up. It's yeah. keeping moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just, it's important, guys. Yeah. Well, and if you go into 1 Corinthians 15, like on the heels of what Kevin just said, he, Paul's talking and he says, Now I make known to you, 15, 1 and 2, I make known to you, brethren, the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and which also you stand, mm-hmm. by which you are saved if... Like, this isn't just a you're saved, hooray, like celebrate now and it's done. It says, by which you're saved, if you hold fast the word which I preached to you, Mm -hmm. unless you believed in vain. 
So by context, what Paul's saying is if you're not holding fast onto the things of the Lord, like in the full context of what he's saying, if you're not holding fast to the fullness of the gospel, either you believed it in vain or you didn't believe it. Mm -hmm. So here's why we say that is if we're allowing the storm to push us instead Mm -hmm. of us stop the storm, Mm -hmm. then what we're saying to the Lord is, I heard it, but I didn't receive it. I haven't fully received it. Mm -hmm. And until I fully received it, I can't be saved by it. Mm -hmm. Like this word, this word is our saving word. It's our weapon that we wield. But until we've received it, we're not going to be able to wield it and the word can't fully save us from the weapons that were formed against us. Mm-hmm. And so what will happen is this word, which is supposed to be our daily bread and it's life to those who eat of it. This is supposed to be our life. Instead, what will happen is instead of receiving the fullness and knowing it's Jesus who works in me, I have victory through Christ. He's always leading me to triumph mm-hmm. and manifesting through me the sweet aroma of him in every single place. Mm-hmm. Like he's always going to turn things for my good. Instead of knowing that what will happen is we'll default into I'm doing it on my own mm-hmm. and all of a sudden living for the Lord doesn't it doesn't look the same way we're then living for ourselves thinking it's for the Lord because we mm-hmm. haven't fully received that word yes. yeah. um, I'm thinking of Joshua 1 8 mm-hmm. um, you know That's just strong. looking at the word mm-hmm. talking about the word Joshua 1 8 tells us you know well First and foremost, how many times did God say to Joshua, be strong and courageous? Yeah. You know, in that section st- alone, over and over and over, literally over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be very strong and very courageous. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's, he's literally telling them, hey, this is how you stand firm. This yeah. is how you stand your ground. Yeah. How do you stand your ground? Uh, verse 8, this book, of, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So you speak it. You, you declare this, this book and what it says. Uh, meditate on it day and night. So think on it. Dwell on the word. Yeah. Meditate on it day and night. And be careful to do according to all that is written in it. So you speak it. You, you think it. You do it. Yeah. And then, for then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. And then he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. Do not tremble or d- be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you yeah. wherever you go. Yeah. Um, it's important for us to have this in us because when we have this in us, then we'll be able to, then, then when situations and things rise up in us or, or in life around us, we'll be able to handle it. I, I'm thinking uh, sir, yesterday, Serena came home and she was saying that she had an awesome ministry opportunity at work. She was Amen. talking with a lady who was just kind of overwhelmed, all these different things, really anxious and all these different things were going on in her life. And, um, and Serena went and grabbed, grabbed the Bible and was like, hey, let, here, let me, and she would open yeah. to this verse and, and circle it, open to this verse, circle it, open to this verse, like this. And the person's like, how do you know where all this stuff is? And yeah. she's like, I read it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. she was like, how often do you read this? She said, every day. And the, the woman was amazed. Wow. You yeah. read it every day. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, it's because life, this, yeah. if this life. is, if we truly believe that this not only contains the word of God, but this is the word of God, yeah. yes. this a live alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. If we believe that about this word, why would we not 
ingested. Right. Why yeah. would, if we believe that, that my life and my success in life is dependent on my speaking, knowing, and meditating, and acting on this word, why would I avoid it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would I stay away from it? No, I want to, I need to know this all the more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I need to know it yeah. so much. So I'm not going to neglect this. I'm going to seek out what does God say, and I'm going to make sure that I'm meditating on it, speaking it, and, and doing it. Yeah. Amen. Well, and here's here's the reality of this. Like we say this, however, who of us have never, ever, ever felt at some point, this is boring. Like whose flesh has ever felt reading the word is boring. Praying is boring. This isn't fun. This isn't exciting. And I would be... I'd be hard pressed to believe there's any person alive who's never felt that feeling or thought that thought at some point after meeting Jesus. At some point, your flesh is going to try and think those things. And you, I'm sure, like I, I can imagine Barrett of yesteryear, and by yesteryear, I mean like six months ago, listening to this and being like, okay, great, at, at, that's great, but you know what? I'm just not feeling it right now. Yeah. What has Pastor Brian been teaching on for weeks? We are not led by our minds, wills, and emotions. Mm-hmm. We are led by the Spirit of God, mm-hmm. period. And so here's the thing. You're going to likely have a time in your life where the mm-hmm. thought is going to come in of, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Buddy, it's great that you say that we should read the Word every single day. I don't have time to read the Word every single day. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. Or I just, I, it's great that you understand the word. I don't understand the word. Mm-hmm. And, or it's great that you have all these times with Jesus. Jesus doesn't talk to me. Mm-hmm. That's all a bunch of hogwash. Like those are thoughts to try and keep us away from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. The thoughts are going to come. You know, that's why one of the reasons that this verse in Romans 13, 11, that it's included, it says, do this knowing the time mm-hmm. that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep for now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed think back like just take a minute every person who's on right now I want you to stop and I want you to think about when you first first truly made Jesus your Lord and Savior not the first time necessarily you heard about him but the first time that you legitimately said Jesus you are my Lord and you're my Savior Where were your thoughts at that point? What did you do at that time? What did that look like for you? Like, I remember for me, like, the first time I truly fell in love with Jesus, like, I came home, and I was trying, I was like a teenager, and I was trying to read the Word. I didn't understand a bit Mm -hmm. of it, but I'm like, okay, cool, it's, there's stuff in here. And then in college, like, I remember skipping my classes don't do that but skipping my classes and like going out on the front lawn of my dorm room and just reading the word and Mm. reading the word and fasting without knowing how to fast and I did it probably really dangerously but I'm like I want to fast for God Mm. like when we truly fall in love with Jesus it's all so exciting yeah it's all so awesome the word's alive every day amen He's with yeah. you every day. It's like you're getting revelation every day. It's so awesome and exciting. But somewhere along the way, our flesh and the distractions mm-hmm. will come and pull us and we'll mm-hmm. let them pull us off kilter. Yeah. And all of a sudden it stops becoming exciting mm-hmm. and it stops becoming fun. And it's like, well, 
I guess that was just a fun moment in yeah. life. It's not really great anymore. And all of a sudden, we become asleep, what Romans 13, 11 says. We're asleep. Mm -hmm. We become asleep in him. It's not, we're not dead yet, but mm -hmm. we're definitely not awake. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about the metaphor of the boat and don't get sunk. You know, the enemy wants to throw buckets of water in your boat. Mm -hmm. Whether you got a leak or not, he's throwing buckets of water in your boat and to make it look like you're sinking, yeah. you're not doing things well, you're maybe not following God as, as close as you ought to, mm -hmm. or he's throwing the winds and the waves at you, you know, the junk of life and trying to distract you and, and pull you away from what's important. And, and sometimes, too, we get a little tired from rowing. Yeah. You know, we're, we're pushing and we're trying to go in the right direction. It's not, it's not always easy. It, this doesn't say that it's easy. Jesus' leading us is easy and light. But some of the things that, that we're called to are things that you won't want to do necessarily as a natural person, you know, in your flesh. It's not like, easy in your flesh, yeah, but it'll be easier your spirit. Exactly. And, and the truth of it is, and this is what I've found, is the, the more that you're, you set aside what's easy for the flesh and you do what is easy that the Lord is calling you to do, yeah. the easier it is as you grow closer to him to continue to yeah. do those same things. And, and it just goes from level to level. You were talking about, you know, if, if this word is that important to you, then you got to read it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, for me, I, you know, I've been the one with the excuse. It says, you know, I, I, I got too much going during the day or I'm tired or whatever, you know, that's hogwash. That's the enemy throwing a bucket of water in my boat. Yeah. I can set my alarm earlier and get out of bed and read yeah and his word is life so that's more important than you know an extra half hour of sleep you know for me a half hour but it, it is more important and yeah. we, if we really if we esteem it like that god meets us there god meets us there that's what's important mm -hmm. it's it's being with him and knowing him yeah and, and i think what we don't recognize is that when we actually devote ourselves to this everything else gets easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I, so when I, if I'm willing to get up 30 minutes earlier to ingest the word and just ingest in that fellowship with, with God, mm -hmm. what happens is since I sowed my time into God, God's going to bless the rest of my time. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's going to bless the rest of my day to where, where I thought, man, I don't have time for anything. All of yeah. a sudden, God will begin to open up, you know, my yeah. time yeah. to where I'm able to do more with my time. It's like, it's like when you sow a seed, you know, financially. When I give, when I sow that seed, what happens is now the re everything else that I have is blessed, yeah. you know, um, because I partnered my seed with the kingdom of God. Yeah. When I partner my mind and my time with the kingdom of God, now the rest of my time is blessed. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, when you were sharing, Barrett, it, it made me think of the parable of the sower, yeah. you know, where, uh, the, where the Bible says the sower or, you know, Jesus, Jesus like all these people come to Jesus because they hear all these things he's doing. He sits them down and he begins to just speak to them in parables. Mm -hmm. He just begins to share all these different parables. And then he talks about, uh, you know, uh, and, and then he says, as he's in there, he's, he said, a sower went out to sow and he sowed some seeds. So, some seeds fell by the road and birds came and ate them up. Others fell on rocky places where they yeah. don't have much soil. And immediately they sprang up 
because, but because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun risen, they were scorched because they had no root, and they withered away. And then he, others fell on thorns, then some fell on good soil. And then Jesus tell, says all that, and then he's done. Mm -hmm. He just stops. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, I'm done now. And, and a lot of... A majority of people then at that moment left. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They went away. Okay, what the heck, Jesus? What was that? Yeah. You know, what, what are you doing? But then the disciples came to him and they said, Jesus, why are you teaching in these parables? And then in a nutshell, what Jesus said was, I'm, pre I'm teaching in parables to separate the hungry from the apathetic, to separate the people who actually want me yeah. from the people who just want something new, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and the, the, the specific seed, uh, that, 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 you know, I feel like we're talking about is the one that fell on the, the rocky places. It sprung up really quick mm -hmm. or, or right. The rocky places, um, where, yeah, yeah it sprung so up quick, yeah. man. Oh man. Like, it's like what you're talking about. I receive it and I'm excited about it. And this yeah. is awesome. I love it. You know, this is great, man. The word of God is so awesome. But then as time goes on, there's different things that come and, or you even got the thorny soil, you know, different things come and start to choke that word and yeah. it doesn't bear yeah. fruit. Um, you know, and, and we need to be intentional with, because it's up to us what's, where that soil sure. re rests in yes. us, yes. you know. And so if we want to make sure we're not sinking, if we want to make sure we're, we're enduring to the end, yeah. we need to make sure the soil is right in us. Yeah. Yes. And it's our responsibility to till that ground. Yeah. You know, for George's birthday, George is my husband, I made him like a little space out behind our house for like a fire pit sort mm -hmm. of thing. Like I took some time and I dug up roots and like poured sand, whatever. And we had a great night. And I went out there the other day, like I had gone on my run, and so I finished it by like running to our backyard and mm -hmm. cooling off, walking back. And I noticed we haven't been out there since his birthday. His birthday's in October. And in the fire pit area, grass is now growing up through it yeah. because we hadn't maintained that area. So yeah. now where all that work was put into the first time, I'm going to have to go and do that again. Mm. And likely more because I now I have to do a sand mm. underneath it. So. Mm -hmm. Instead of maintaining a fertile soiled area, what happened is the grass grew up through it. The stuff that had been deeply rooted, mm -hmm. I didn't get it all the way out. Mm -hmm. And instead it pushed itself up. Yeah. Instead of me taking the time initially to dig the roots out, now it's coming up through the sand. Mm -hmm. Now birds have flown over it and there's stuff that's been dropped in. Animals are in our backyard, so stuff's been dropped inside mm -hmm. of it. So now it's we can't just go back there and have ourselves a fire back there mm -hmm. because it's not a maintained area. Mm -hmm. I've got to re-maintain it again. And that's what will happen so often with believers, especially is it'll be those immediate moments and like we can go for a while, but sustaining the fire of God inside of us is something that's our responsibility. And it's not the Lord's responsibility. It's our responsibility. Right. We're to be being filled. We're to be carrying that fire, not letting it go out and then saying, God, okay, I've been cold for so long. Refire me now. No, it's daily. Lord, yeah. I need fresh fire today. I need you fresh yeah. today. And it's, it's so, it seems small, but it's those small foxes that spoil the vine. Mm -hmm. It's those small decisions. You know, we can, pastor has this example that he'll use with 
I don't know what it is, a compass, I don't know, uh, where the, there's a zero mark and a scope, a gun. Oh, zeroing a gun. Yeah, mm -hmm. where you, you're at the zero position and then all of a sudden you just get like slightly off. And that slightly off doesn't look big, but when you shoot the gun, all of a sudden you're you're not hitting the target anymore. You're not even close to the target mm -hmm. because when it goes down the road, that one degree takes you further and further and further away from the intended target. Mm -hmm. So when we allow the, like those weeds to come back up or the ground to get run mm -hmm. over and we're not maintaining it daily, mm -hmm. the weeds will come up and mm -hmm. choke out that seed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what were you gonna say? That? No. Oh, yeah. It's the anointed. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. No, I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, very good. like a lot of things are exciting in the moment. You know, I get. I let's say I just got a new boat. How exciting! You know, we just got a new boat. It's a really yeah. nice boat, and it's real exciting. You know, let's take it out on the lake. We take it out on the lake, and that's awesome. Great, awesome. <laughs> uh, that boat needs to be maintained. Yeah. You know, you otherwise you die. Otherwise you die. <laughs> Literally. You know, nailed it, failed it, failed it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, well, I'm, I'm th like, let's, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up something that I can relate to. You know, we had a pool growing up. You know, mm -hmm. a pool is fun. A pool is exciting. It was yes. an in-ground pool. It is fun. But the maintenance of it is it. less fun. Yeah, you know? but you gotta, you gotta, do it. you gotta shock it. You gotta treat it. You gotta pump it. You gotta scoop all the stuff out yes. of the top of it. Yeah. You know, during the winter time, you gotta cover it up. You gotta, you know, there's all this maintenance that. In itself and in the flesh isn't like, is it worth it? You know, mm -hmm. um, that, that's this is kind of what Jesus is saying when He says, "Count the cost." Yeah, yeah. When when that's we're when we're going into this, we need to recognize that that yes, God's always leading you to triumph. Yes, God wants us blessed, and, and, and we're blessed and highly favored. Yes, we understand all these things, but there's a cost to yes. it. And what's the cost? The cost is, is making Him my <laughs> Lord. And the cost is, you know what? I'm yeah. going to devote myself to Him. When Jesus says, "Those who." Those who seek their own lives will lose it, yeah. but those who lose their life for my sake, they'll find it. Mm -hmm. He's not saying, hey, life with me is miserable and you'll right. hate it. No, he's saying, if you're willing to, if you're willing to do these things that yeah. we're talking about, if you're willing to apply yourself, which means, you know what? My flesh might want to do one thing, but I recognize that, th that if God says this, it's probably better for me. When you start, when you start making those consistent decisions, you'll begin to recognize what yeah. life really is. Mm -hmm. That life with Him is better than than a life led by the yeah. flesh. Yeah. That God will bring you higher than than you ever would be able to do on your own, yeah. with yeah. your own thinking, with your own understanding. Yeah. God is saying, hey, your flesh might not like it in certain moments. The maintenance, the you know, yeah. the the, the minutia almost. But what's actually happening is you're growing, yeah. you're going higher, and you're equipping yourself yeah. for victory. Mm -hmm. And and that's why you say, you know, if you're willing to, let, let's say, I give my life to Christ, and there's a part of my life that I've been engaging in, that I've been doing, that doesn't line up with the Word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And God's saying, hey, I need you to remove that. That's the laying down. You know, that's yeah. losing your life. That's the, the, yeah. that's the uh, putting to death the deeds of the flesh. If you're willing to lay that, that aside, even if you might not understand it at first. Right. Even if your flesh is like, but I really like it. But God's saying it. He's saying, hey, I want you to lose this part of you so that you can actually find what's better for you. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, that's what he's doing. He wants life to be better. Yeah. Life with God is always better. Yeah. Yeah. Life with Jesus is always better. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brother Copeland says, don't let anyone con you into believing that the, the biggest price to pay is 
being in the will of God. No, the most expensive thing on yeah. this planet is being uh -huh. outside of God's will. Yeah. So, so when we devote ourselves to this word, when we devote ourselves to these things, there's a cost to it, yeah. but the cost is always worth it in the end. Yeah. That's why he says, don't grow weary in well-doing, Galatians 6, 9. Don't grow weary in well-doing, for at the right moment you will reap a harvest of blessing. Just don't yeah. give up. Amen. Do you have something I yeah, wanted to make? Yeah, I do. There are a couple things, but, but you were just sharing about, you know, God is always leading us to triumph. Mm -hmm. the, the fact of the matter is you can't be led unless you're moving. Mm -hmm. You're standing still, you're not getting led. Yeah. So you need to follow. Yeah. Follow to be led. And he is leading you to triumph. He's saying, come this way, come this yeah. way, yeah. come this way. Mm -hmm. You got to come his way. If you don't start moving toward him or being led in the direction he's leading you, you're going to be stagnant and you're going to be frustrated. And, yeah. and how it looks in, in real life is you got problems and they don't seem to go away. Um, you get frustrated with yourself because you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And it's not the best thing. It's not the right thing. It's not a good thing. Your relationships get stale and, and you start having strife with, with people and in, in relating with other people. And then you get to the point where you start to feel shame about this stuff. And then you start to pull away from God and not want to spend time with him and not want to talk with him and not want to hear from him. Mm -hmm. So understand that if you're following him and you're being led, you're constantly going in the right direction yeah. and you're, you will improve, improve because God is always leading you to triumph. Yeah. So you will always improve. But the moment you decide that you're tired or you're bored or you're not interested or you're in shame over what's going on in your life and you stop following, you stop being led by him, mm -hmm. the direction is not triumph. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're, you're going you're gonna to go backward. Yeah. At, at best, you're going to sit still. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good place to be because the enemy's going to have, he's going to keep coming at you and hammering you. He's not going to let you just sit down and then ignore you because you're, you're okay. He's mm -hmm. going to just keep on piling on. Yeah. You don't want that either. You want, to be, you want to be as close to the Lord and following Him and being led by Him as you can mm -hmm. because that's where you're going to be in, in His presence and know Him and He's going to be able to work in your life. Mm -hmm. you, want, you want exciting? You, you want progress? You want hope? You want, you want His goodness and abundance? It's His goodness. It's in Him. Yeah. And you need to draw near to Him. If yeah. you're not, you're going to miss it. And it's the fruit of that stuff are the thorns and the rocky ground and you not being able to do it on your own and you shouldn't be trying to do yeah. it on your own. If you are and you have been and that's why things aren't working, this is how it changes, the, drawing near to him. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Yeah. It, it's his will that your intimacy with him, your closeness with him is real yeah. and it affects your life. It's faith. Mm -hmm. Where your faith is in him changes how you act hmm. act okay this is this is the rubber meets the road of mm -hmm. christianity where if if you're not willing to let him be your lord and and lead you into what he has for you you're going to find yourself in a spot it's not going to go well you need to put feet to faith mm -hmm. what you believe walk it out and draw near to him yeah well, and here's, here's kind of the why, you know, a lot of times when we feel that 
that tiredness, weariness, apathy, whatever you want to call it, it's because our mindset mm -hmm. is being limited. Mm -hmm. We're focusing on this temporary time that we're here on the earth for. Mm -hmm. And so often that's the lens that we have because that's where our bodies are located right now. Mm -hmm. But when we're looking with eyes of faith, we're not just looking here on the earth, we're looking at eternal things. Yeah. You know, John Bevere has a book called Driven by Eternity. We can we can link it at some point um, when we go back and do some edits. But in that book, it's talking about our eternity needs to be what drives us here in this earth, mm -hmm. what our actions yeah. are. It's not just to get while we're here. We're eternal beings. Yeah. We're eternal beings living in a temporary shell, but our spirits are eternal. The decisions that we make here on this earth impact forever. They impact our eternity. We're given at most here on this earth 120 years. And the decisions that we make during those 120 years of time determine what happens when we stand before the throne of grace. What we are doing right now, what you're doing right now determines the rewards that you get handed to you when you stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It determines whether you hear, well done, good and faithful servant, or depart from me, I never knew you. Right now, our decisions are determining what sort of judgment we're going to receive from the Lord. So while we have the opportunity to choose, choose life, yeah. choose life, choose eternity, choose to not get weary in well-doing, choose to not be apathetic and fall asleep. There's legitimately a parable in the word about falling asleep, and it's the parable of the 10 virgins mm -hmm. when they are going out, you know, back in those times, the, um, the bride, she would pick herself some bridegroom attendants and they would, you know, they wouldn't know when the bridegroom was coming. And so they had like a, about a year or so where they would prepare for her, his arrival and she'd get prepared. She'd get ready. She would have her attendants waiting for him. And when the bridegroom would come to scoop up his bride, not only would the two of them, the bride and the groom go off to be at the wedding, but all of her friends, all of her family, the, the bridesmaids, basically the bridesmaids for lack of better terms, all would go with them. But in this parable, she had 10, five who prepared ahead of time and they got their oil prepared. They were there for the long haul. And when the bridegroom came, all of a sudden they were ready to go. They were ready, but the other five weren't prepared. And so they had to go and find oil and they missed the bridegroom's coming. They missed him. And then when they went to go find him and they knocked on the door, the bridegroom was like, I don't know who you are. You can't come in. Not because he was cold, but because they chose to not prepare themselves ahead of time. There's a reward for people who choose to get ready. There's a reward for people who choose to stay faithful and for people who choose to stay hungry. And today that can be you just like it can be us. We can be the hungry people, but it takes a decision to say, you know what, Lord, I've probably been asleep somewhere. I probably have, like, and I can say it for myself. I'm, I'm speaking this, and I know there are things that I've been sleeping in where I haven't been fully prepared. But today, Lord, I will wake up to the fullness of what you want me to wake up to. It, it takes humility. But when we're humble, the Lord can show us, hey, you've been sleeping here. Yeah. But it's time to wake up. Yeah. It's time to wake up. 
Yeah, and, and those bridesmaids, they started out right. Yes. Yeah. They started out good. Mm -hmm. But because they chose not to prepare themselves, they ended up missing it. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it's one thing to start, it's another thing to finish. Mm -hmm. and, yes. and so that's why we're talking about this today. You know, we want you to endure to the end. Yeah. He who endures to the end will be saved. And God will give you the grace to endure to the yeah. end. God will give you the grace to make it all the way through. Uh, until, until, you know, and, and in a way to where it's not like you're just... You know, one day in glory, we'll drag our sorry behinds across the, the finish line and we'll be like, oh, it was so worth it. No, like, like God will give you the grace to where, to where I'm overcoming in life. Paul doesn't yeah. say you barely conquer, you know, right. by the skin of your teeth. No, right. he says, no, we overwhelmingly conquer yes. through him who, gave, yes. who loved us and gave himself for us. Mm -hmm. and, and that's in what, 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, it's in the Corinthians. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but he says, no, in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. Mm -hmm. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. So we're yes. not just barely making it by by the skin of our teeth. That, see, this is what the grace of God looks like. Yeah. The grace of God is not just, you know, he'll give you just enough to get by. No, the mm -hmm. grace of God is he'll, he'll help you to overwhelmingly conquer. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's what we're talking about today. Rely on that grace. Dive into that grace. And, and you can only obtain that grace through diligently seeking him. Yeah. God said, if you seek me, you will find me yeah. when you seek after me with all your heart, yeah. Yeah. with all your heart. I'm going to put all that I am into this. I'm going to seek him with all of my heart. Yeah. One of the greatest deceptions that the enemy has is what he'll do is he'll try to get you to a place where you, you're not seeking after him with mm -hmm. all your heart. And because you're not seeking after him with all your heart, suddenly you don't find him. Right. You know, see, this is, this is... It's Jeremiah 29, 13, by the way. Oh, Learn yeah. that. Know yeah. that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and you can, like, I'm just exposing this deception, you know, um, where, you know, we kind of passively kind of seek him. Oh, well, I'm going to the church. I'm kind of doing some of the right things, you yeah. know, and, and, yeah. and, and it feels right and it seems okay. But since I'm not seeking after him with all my heart, uh, I'm double-minded. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not in the Word. I don't. And a double-minded man, James uh, chapter one, is unstable in all his ways. He should not expect to receive anything from the right. Lord. This is where the right. deception comes. I'm not seeking him, but now I need something from him. God, help me. Right. And because I'm not seeking him, because I'm not diligently pursuing him, mm -hmm. I don't receive anything because right. I'm double-minded. And then that's when the enemy says, "You know what?" God's not real. Right. If he was real, he would have helped you. Yeah. You know, all that work, all that going to church and all that stuff that's just not actually seeking him, mm -hmm. all that stuff that you've been doing, it's meaningless. You should just right. give up. You should just quit. Mm. You know, that, that's where the mm. deception comes. I'm not seeking him. I'm not, because I'm not seeking him, I'm not finding him. Because I'm not finding him, I'm double-minded. Because right. I'm double-minded, I don't receive. Because I don't receive, I'll just give up. Right. And that's the deception. But yep. no, 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 no. When you seek after him with all your heart, you'll find him. When you find him, he'll give you the grace to overcome. When he gives yeah. you that grace to overcome, you'll walk through life victorious. But you have to be diligent. Yeah. You have you have to be willing to, to lay down yourself and just say, you know what? I'm going to do the things he called me to do. And when I do those things, he'll empower me to overcome. Yeah. yeah. You return to your first love. Yeah. Amen. That, that's the deception. You fix it mm -hmm. by going back to your first love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and Pastor was talking about this the other night at Impact. You mm -hmm. know, our first love isn't just Jesus. It's anything. Think of where <laughs> your life has felt the most stale. How were you when you first started it? Like, maybe it's your job. Mm -hmm. Things at work just seem crappy and you're done with it. Mm -hmm. How were you when God first gave you that job? Mm -hmm. Were you excited about it? 
were you thanking him for it? Were you, were you overwhelmingly thankful for the goodness of God to place you in that company? Go back to that place. What about in a friendship? Like, have things just seemed broken and weird? How were you when you first started becoming friends with that person? In your marriage, do things feel stale? I'm, they sure didn't when you got married because you married them. <laughs> you chose to spend yeah. forever with them. Yeah. At some point, you liked them. <laughs> so think back to where you were. But do this with Jesus. Like, if your walk with him feels stale, he didn't move. Mm -hmm. He didn't move. Right. He tells us in James that there, James, Hebrews, one of them, that there's no variation of of his, you know, there's no variableness, no yeah. shifting shadow. Yeah. His yeah. face doesn't turn yeah. from you. Yeah. He's fixed on you. Mm -hmm. So if there's a shadow or if something feels dark, it's because our face turned from him. Mm -hmm. So the fix is just turn back. Amen. You know, it's revelation too. Mm -hmm. There, I have this against you. You left your first love. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that's mm -hmm. what the bad is. That's mm -hmm. the deception. Mm -hmm. But verse five, therefore, remember from where you've fallen. Yeah. Repent. Do the deeds you did at first. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jesus literally tells us what to do. Yeah. He's yeah. like, okay, you, bad. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the fix. Yeah. Do the fix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when you do that, you're, it's fine. You're yeah. good. Yeah. He's, lit. he's so good. He's like, okay, this is the bad thing. This mm -hmm. is what you do. Like, yeah. he's so good. He sees the problem and he yeah. gives you a step-by-step -step instruction of how to fix it. Yeah. And then it's just up to us to do it. Yeah. God never exposes an issue without giving you the steps to fix it. Yeah. You, you even look at in Jeremiah and Isaiah when all this bad stuff is being presented to them. But if you just turn to me, yeah. if my, like uh, First Chronicles, if my people who are called by my name will just humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways and call on me, then I'll come and heal them. Mm -hmm. You know, like he always gives you. Mm. God will never present an issue without giving you the solution. And yeah. we're giving you the solution, you know, just mm. love them. Do the things you did at first. Yeah. Go back. Go back. Repent. Yeah. And go back. Amen. Yeah. Um, so earlier this morning, I was praying about what was going to be on. We were going to talk, and, and um, something that, that just hit me that is the difference in, in our minds. Sometimes we have a preconceived notion about God and about how he looks at us and how he, how he pursues us. And the difference between his, his willingness and our wantonness. And, that, and what that means is we're fickle and we tend to run away from God or we tend to run to what we want instead of what God says. But never, never get a, a misunderstanding that God doesn't have a willingness to provide for you and to bless you and wants to love you mm -hmm. and wants to help you. There is never, ever a time, and there will never, ever be a time mm -hmm. where God doesn't want to try to help you. Yeah. If your heart is to say, Lord, help me, he wants to help you. Mm -hmm. He will never leave you or forsake you. He is going to be there. Yeah. Don't let your, your mistakes, your disappointments, your distractions um, seal a deal for you that I'm, you're not going to follow God and you're going to jump out of the boat. Don't do that. Yeah. Get in the boat with Jesus or get Jesus in your boat. Mm -hmm. One or the other. You, you either have to get closer to him or let him in to what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. When you do that, he will help you avoid the junk that you, you tended to go toward before. Yeah. And he'll lead you into what's good and right and how much blessing he has for you. Yeah. It's more than we can imagine. It's more than we 
really get. He wants to give you more, and there is more. So don't get to a point where, well, this is about all I can get from God. Sure. Um, you know, there's no more to it. There's always more to God. Yeah. He is greater, greater, and greater than you can imagine yeah. and loves you more and more and more than you've ever experienced. Yeah. Even if you've experienced a lot of God's love, he's endless. Mm -hmm. He's way more than you, you <laughs> could ever give him credit for. So go to him, come to him, seek him, let him in and pursue him. Amen. 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 Well, we thank you for being on with us today. You know, the broadcast is free always. It's Amen. always a free thing because God desires for you to increase. Period. And today, if you want to partner with this word, sowing is one of the easiest ways to partner with God. It's easy. You just ask God, Lord, what have you placed in my hand that I can then sow into you? And, you know, think about it this way. One of the questions we had on family chat, I think yesterday, was what was the first, like, what was one of the first purchases that you ever made as a kid? Mm -hmm. Like, do you remember the first present you ever bought for someone mm -hmm. with your money? Mm -hmm. Like, when you're a kid, it's, at least for me, I didn't have a revelation on giving. I didn't just have money. Yeah. So, like, I remember the first thing I ever bought somebody. I was invested in them, yeah. and I wanted to bless them. Mm -hmm. Think about this with giving. Like, think of how you were when you first gave out of a heart desire to bless somebody. When's the last time when you gave, you desired to bless God? Not just to give to him out of an, well, I have to. The word says I should. It's sowing and reaping. It's partnership. Forget all that. When's the last time you gave just to bless him? Just to say, Lord, I love you. You're mine. And I get to be yours. Oh, my gosh. What an honor to get to be his. And because I get to be yours, I just want to give to you. It's like when you're married, like when you're first falling in love with somebody, you give everything for them. Mm -hmm. Like when I first met George, like I don't even think we've been dating like two months. I was like, I'm going to get him $500 Panthers tickets because I, I could not afford that and I didn't do it. But that's like what my heart's desire was, was yeah. I'm going to bless him big and beyond what I could. Like just because I loved him so much. I wanted to give big. Mm -hmm. When's the last time you wanted to give big to God mm -hmm. just to show him, Lord, I you're mine, and I get the honor of blessing you. Mm -hmm. Of all the people on the earth, God chose you for himself, and you are now invested with the honor of being able to bless God. That's an honor and a responsibility that we get to have as his children. So today with this broadcast, you know, as you're returning to your first love, ask God, God, what can I give to you that would bless you? What do I have? What of mine would you like? Because it's ours anyway. Mm -hmm. And by ours, I mean, if it's mine, it's his. Mm -hmm. But if it's his, it's mine. Mm -hmm. What he has is mine. Amen. What I have is his. So God, whatever you want, it's yours for the taking. Yeah. I, I want to give it to you. So just ask him right now. Say, Lord, what can I give to you that would bless you? Holy Spirit, as your people ask you this, mm -hmm. I ask, Lord, that you speak to them clearly, clearly. Make it clear and abundant yes. what seed you have placed in their hands. Mm -hmm. Lord, and as they sow today, let things shift in their life 
in the name of Jesus. Let today's seed break apathy off of your people. In the name of Jesus, for every person who sows into their broad, into this broadcast today, into your word today, let the seed sown spring up a tree of righteousness in their life and shatter the bondage of apathy and weariness. In the name of Jesus, let this seed bring life and life in abundance into their lives. Let it bring life and life in abundance into their families. Let today's seed begin to provide a storehouse for generations. Let today's seed provide a storehouse, a storehouse, a full storehouse for generations to follow. Let this seed today be the moment where people's entire financial destinies change yes. as our destinies and you change mm -hmm. as we go back to our first love. Mm -hmm. Lord, we take you at your word and your word says, put me to the test. See what I'll do for you. Mm -hmm. See if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great that you can't contain it all. Lord, let us find you to be true because you are true. Mm -hmm. Open our eyes to see you. Open our ears to hear you. Let us be obedient when you speak, Lord, without fear. And God, we thank you for today's seed. In the name of Jesus, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Let it return quickly back into the hands of the sowers. And we thank you that in Jesus' name, life and life in abundance is theirs now. Amen. 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 Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Okay. Did you feel the anointing lift? No. I'm sorry. Yep. Just <laughs> gone. No. Thanks for joining us today, guys. This has been this has been an awesome word. Um, if it ministered to you, like and share it. Get the word yeah. out. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, now we're gonna hand it over to Marky, and she's gonna wrap up. Mark Love it. you guys. Marky. Marky. I didn't say. Hey, it's Market here. I've been renamed. I'm a grocery store. Thank you for watching today. We will be back Monday with What's the Phrase and our other segments. And tomorrow's, I mean, next week is a brand new, fresh week. It's going to be great. Make sure you catch us at 1130 every day, Monday through Friday. And I just want to wish you a happy Friday. Thank you for joining us. Like that says right there. Thank you for joining us. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and turn on the notifications for the broadcast. Thank you so much. We will see you Monday. Happy Friday.